I'm Marshall. And this is the Save Yourself Podcast. A randomized deep dive into the Face Down discography. Episode three! (laughs) And today we're doing Northlander's Forces of Light. I love this album. (sighs) It It is a damn good album. I'm just emotional. I know. We just listened to it again, and well, it was Marshall's first time, but I'd like showed the guys in the band this like sometime last year, and so he was like, "Oh yeah, I remember this," and then we got through it, and oh, anyways, roller coaster. <laughs> so where are they from? They are from Portland, Oregon, and they are Chris Ratzlaff. On vocals and guitar, his brother Brian Ratzlaff on bass, and Cody Carrier on drums. Cody Carrier sounds like a made-up name. It, so- it sounds like it'd be a porn name. <laughs> I-, I don't mean that in a bad oh way, damn it. Come on, you, you, you know I'm going to say some shit, all right? But uh, they're all, all three members are from the other band, Fallstar. Also on Face Down, right? Which is, yes, which is also on Face Down. Which also includes another one of Chris and Brian's brothers, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool. I didn't write down the name because, you know, I'm. This is Northlander. I'm, well, I'm also just horrible at taking notes. Um, this is their first record as a band and with Face Down, right? Uh, yeah. Their first album with Face Down, even though it was originally released on their personal label, Rat Family Records. Right. Okay, so so it was released on Rat Family Records, and then Face Down was like, we want you, and then so they took it down, and then Face Down, like, put a new street date on it. Basically, yes. Cool. It when was, was it released? Oh, shit. I got two release dates. <laughs> so when was it released on Rat Records? Rat Family, uh, sorry. Rat Family, according to my notes, October 1st, 2019, and with Face Down, December 6th, 2019. Well, that's some time in between. If the record, like, gets big, I feel like those Rat Family record editions, like, if they press them, are going to be worth something. And what he means by that is press them to vinyl. <laughs> Good gosh. I'm very... Very upset that this album is not on vinyl because it it's one of those records that I feel like there's a lot of records that don't really benefit from being on vinyl. They're just kind of on vinyl because a lot of bands are just doing colored records and it's cool, like different colors and festive, but I feel like a lot of it you get like a quality degradation because it's like a thin record and all that. But this is one of those albums I would want on black, 180 gram, like... Give me the best quality I can get this from. You hear that, Chris? <laughs> Press it to vinyl. Please, man. Please. For Mark. He wants it. He needs uh, it. He bought a Northlander shirt and it didn't fit. And he sold it to our <laughs> other guitarist who never wears it. I think he wore it once, but that's yeah. not the point. We'll just steal it back from him and auction it off on an episode. <laughs> anyway... Uh, it was produced by Ryan Furlow, 
or at least that's what my note says. If that's wrong, thank you, Wikipedia, for <laughs> messing me up. But he's also worked with It Prevails and Defeat the Low. Uh, they're kind of a emo, screamo, alt, grunge, rock type. They're definitely in their own category. Band, like You would have to use like three or four genres to describe them accurately. And even then... Well, one one of the things I came across was that someone said was an emo alt rock band album by a hardcore band. Yeah, emo rock album by a hardcore band. And honestly, I feel like we've gotten some of the best material from like groups that have say like a hardcore band records all this like melodic slower alternative stuff that they can't really use for their band so that they're like crap like we have like 10 songs now, let's do a side project. And it seems like that's what they did, and here we are reaping the benefits. Like Aaron Gillespie in the Almost, you know, he had all these rock songs that he probably couldn't use the hooks for under songs. and was like, I'm going to do which this. Which is also probably where, the, where they got the name from, like, the Almost. <laughs> these Almost made it, uh... but they didn't. But let's still make money off of it. Yeah. Oh, God. Love you, Aaron. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everyone. I'm not sorry. I'm going to speak my damn mind. <laughs> like, if you don't like it, guess what? I'm still a good person and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to reach out to uh, Brian, who, <laughs> in response, told me to reach out to Chris, who I reached out to, and he answered some questions. And for the first time... Here is a voice memo recorded yada 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 shift boom ba thing of his answers to our questions. Enjoy. We'll be back soon. Uh, this is Chris, um, singer and guitar for Northlander. Um, I'll just go through these questions one by one and answer them the best I can. Sorry if this is going to be a longer voice memo, but... Uh, Really appreciate you taking interest in our music and um, taking the time to ask questions and kind of dig into the album. So interested to hear what you think and um, just thanks so much for highlighting our music. Really appreciate it. Um, so the question, according to your research, started right in the 2015, finished around 2018. What did the band first form? Um, I don't know if the band officially ever formed. It was more like me being like, oh, I got these songs. Do you, uh, I guess I'll just make it into a band. Brian, Cody, you want to do do it with me? <laughs> so I guess maybe the idea to do something as far as like a new different band was probably 2016. So around 2014, I wrote Saint Sorrow, and that was going to be on the Fall Star record. And I was like, nah, that doesn't make any sense. And then I wrote, um, after 2015, I wrote like I Come Alive, like maybe that February. And then I wrote um, the second song on the album. I forget the name right now. And I had those three songs, and I was like, these will not... Oh, and then I wrote Cliffs, like, maybe March or right after that, too. So I was writing these songs that were not heavy at all, and I was like, these don't fit. And, like, I was kind of bored or burnt out or stuck with writing heavy music. Like, we just put out Future Golden Age, and I just didn't feel like writing anything heavy, or I didn't have any kind of cool ideas. So I was like, yeah, I'll just... I'll just write as much of these kind of rock songs as I can and may put it into an album but they were really easy to write like the Northlander album all those songs just like flowed really well and 
it was really refreshing to take a break and try something new and kind of stretch musically. Next question. In Fallstar, y'all were more of a metalcore type band. What made you want to go to this direction musically with this project? I think it was just, like, to take a break and do something different. And, like, I wasn't always in metalcore. Like, I've done, like, acoustic albums that I've made. And, like, my first band was a punk band for a long time. So, like, I'm I'm into all sorts of different styles of music. Or, like, I've made, like, hip-hop tracks and stuff. So I do everything. Um... And I just kind of wanted to do something different other than heavy and take a break. And it, it didn't seem like my, like, fall star. Like, we do so much stuff, but it, when Future Golden Age came out, like, it, it was received really well. But it's not like it pushed us to a level where we were able to make money, you know, or, like, getting better tours or anything. So I was like, ah, I might as well just, like, try a different style of music and, like, just have fun with it. And I think it accomplished that. Like, I had so much fun writing the Northlander record. Any particular bands that helped influence your sound on this record? Um, yeah, I would say, like, Brand New, for sure. Um, some Thrice. And... Um, maybe that's it. Maybe a little bit of Circus Survive. I don't listen to them at all. I just have this idea of what Circus Survive sounds like, because I've heard a few tracks. And, like, I've seen them live a bunch. Like, by chance. Like, I, I don't, I'm not, like, a huge Circa fan. But I think just, like what they embody from my first couple impressions of them is what I was shooting for with some of this other stuff too, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, according to your brother, Brian, you, Chris, wrote and recorded all but two tracks on the album. Which two? And who wrote recorded? Yeah. Um, Brian wrote The Sun Came Dancing on the Rain and, um, oh my god, I can't remember the track name right now. Sorry, my mind's fuzzy. I'm watching all three of my kids today and I have like a 10 minute break, so I'm I don't have anything in front of me. Um, it's, it's the other electronic-y song, like, in the middle of the album. It's like, I can't create a goddamn thing. I can't put down roots. And I, you know, whatever. That one. Brian did those tracks. Um, and he recorded them. Um, and then I recorded his vocals. But um, but I mean, it was mixed and stuff by Ryan, who did the rest of the album. But yeah, Brian is really good at that kind of like spacey electronic stuff. And he spends hours like finding sounds in Logic that are really cool and little drum clicks and tiny little swells that you can kind of hear. So and I I'm not that great at searching for unique electronic sounds, but he is and you can really hear him in those tracks. So it's awesome that he put those on the record. What's up, dude? Um. Next question. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this band is you, Brian, and Chris Carrier. It's Cody Carrier. Cody Carrier on drums. So it's Chris Ratzliff, um, guitar and vocals, Brian, guitar, and uh, Cody on drums. So we don't have a bass player, but we could just get a friend um, to play bass and stuff. But yeah, we don't have a designated bass player. Were y'all able to play shows or tour? Dude, <laughs> Northlander has never played a show, ever. We were supposed to do our CD release big show, and um, we couldn't because of COVID. So we've still never played a show. So maybe it'll be at the next Face Down Fest, or we'll do, like, a really delayed, like, two-year delayed release. I don't know. But, yeah, we've never played a show, so we're excited to play these songs live. <laughs> we played some of these tracks acoustically in, um, in Germany, like before the record was out and those were really fun but yep the album was originally released through your own label rat family records what made y'all decide to have it released by face down as well um uh well i mean 
it was only like 50 people bought it when we did it on our own label so I was like Jason you can <laughs> Kano hold on a sec um so like I was talking to Jason from Facedown, and he actually texted me. He's like, dude, this new record's awesome. I was like, thank you. Do you want to release it? Because I knew if Facedown released it, actually a lot more people would listen to it. So it was, it was tough because, like, I, I didn't think about hitting him up just because Fallstar didn't sell that many records for Backdraft, so I didn't think he'd want to release another project that we had. But I should have hit him up. But, yeah, it was kind of a staggered release, and I don't think as many people heard about it because it was such, like, a we put it out and then face down put it out and it was kind of all over the place and then covid but um but i'm really 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 happy face down put it out and that it's part of face down history now and i think it'll give a lot longer of a life to the record because of that and we still have plans for that but the fall star stuff's coming out so i'm focusing on that right now and then i have more northlander stuff after that to help push that record is Raffinity Records just a way for you to record and release music you want to do or plan to expand the roster and sign more bands? Um, you know, I really wanted to sign other bands and I reached out to a couple when I first started it. But then after like doing just false star stuff and uh, I did one other band, Cobra Cobra, on the label, um, which I sang vocals for. It's like a active rock band. It's a pretty good record, but not many people have heard it. But Cobra Cobra. Um, Life After Poison is the name of the record. But, um, yeah, I, I think for now it'll just be oh, like a, the pretty much the way we raise money to record. And then if a label wants to help us out after, then they help us with, like, marketing or um, publicity and, like, just strategizing, which I'm not good at that stuff. So for now it's just going to be for bands I want to do like of my own music and just a way to like kind of unify everybody who helps us pay for the records into one spot. And I think it's been, it's just been so awesome seeing like people kind of gather around that and help. Like it's very humbling having people help us release music like that and pay for the cost. So rat family records has helped our band survive, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, but I have two other projects that are done. One of them's fully recorded and it's just a five song EP of like, um, like video game music, but it's really pretty, but it's fast and it's like songs. So they're like four minute songs each. They're really cool, but I don't know what to do with it. So I might do it on Rat Family Records or something. I'm too busy with Fall Star stuff right now to think about what I'm going to do with it, but I have that done. And then I have another 10 song record done. It's like psychedelic rock. It's really cool. It's like super weird. But that one's not, I mean, the demos are done, but I haven't recorded it, recorded the final versions yet. But so that might come out on Rat Family or I might just never get to it if I go straight into another Fall Star or Northlander record after this one. So we'll see. I'm just trying to focus on like the music that can reach the most ears as possible and push those. So like I have so many ideas constantly that I could put out albums and projects for and like they would be really fun but my most fun I have is with Fallstar and Northlander so I figure I should just focus on those and just do the most I can with them while they have like people listening to them you know there'll be always be times for pet projects that no one will ever hear and they're just like you know for me like just for shits like it'll just be fun so that was a really long answer I'm sorry <laughs> Oh yeah, so to sign other bands, not at the moment, but if someone came along and 
they wanted me to help. I would help. I don't do a ton of stuff, but the name is kind of fun to have attached to your record. So, yeah, there and there's still a couple bands now that if they wanted to, I would help them release a record. But it's not like I do like what Face Down does for bands or anything like that. Um, drummer co-host of the podcast asks, "What was the inspiration for the song about Heavy Fruit? What is it about?" Um, I wrote the intro riff for that Christmas of 2015. On my dad's Stratocaster when I was just at their house, just kind of chilling after Christmas dinner, messing around. And the song is about um, heavy fruit. So like the fruit of the tree, like you judge the tree by its fruit, like what Jesus is talking about. It's like the main scripture that I care about. So fruits of the spirit too would be the good fruit that we're talking about. And just uh, like... It's pretty much just about that, judging people by the fruit. So, like, people who you might not think are, like... <laughs> I'm, I'm still talking. Give me two more minutes. People, here, let's eat some gummies while we wait. Um, people that you might not think are on your same team because they have different beliefs, like religious or political or something like that. If you Instead of looking at those labels, it would be more like judging the character of the person, like, based on the fruit or, like, as indicated by Jesus, like what they do with their life so that's pretty much the summary of that song i hope that makes sense um and then he also asked what's the meaning of the inspiration of the album's title um just uh it's from it's from the track one of the tracks in the album like in the bridge of one of the songs that talk about forces of light um the she came crashing into hell song name i forget the song name i have all like the working title names but i don't remember all the final track names <laughs> um but yeah, it's just from that song, and it's just like, um, it's nothing crazy. It's just hoping that the songs will be like forces of light, or, you know, like, or like, um, that they might like have a personality or spirit of their own that when they go out into the world, they help other people. So it's kind of my wish for the songs and for the sentiment behind them. <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for taking the time to answer the questions I ask you. I know, you know, you got your personal life going on, watching your kids, obviously, which you can tell in the, the clip. So cool of him to still reach out and yeah. help us out with the questions. Really appreciate it, man. That, that's what that's what we're here for, and that's what we love. Yeah. Keep, hope, do, keep hope doing it you. Hope it wasn't too bad. Um, we He just sent us a voice memo, so we just wanted to kind of thought it would be cool to just have have that just directly in the podcast rather than us just reading out questions so hopefully everything sounded okay um but i guess now i mean we it should, is uh, it is time for the deep dive so the first song heavy fruit they have a music video for this song um yes they do it was definitely the first single um that i heard and saw um i very vocal heavy for me at least, um, highly recommend this whole album. If if you're listening to it, find the lyrics somewhere. There's a couple sites that have them. Just follow along. Um, whether you're you know religious or not, I feel like a lot of the times they're vague enough to where 
it can at least make you think it's not forcefully it, Christian. It it is a lyrically vague record, which, from my standpoint, I like. Oh yeah, I love it. I love things that are you know kind of leave it up to inter- interpretation yeah. and not just like <laughs> force it down. And you're like, this is what it is. We discussed this on the on the second episode we did. Like, I prefer lyrically vague, where you make me question and wonder, and make me want to look, as opposed to. For today. (laughs) Yeah, I went there again. Third episode. (laughs) But Heavy Fruit is a great song. Um, I think it's a great, great, like, intro for the album. Obviously, I mean, they thought so, too. It's the first track. But it kind of gives you an idea for what's going on and kind of tells you that they also like heavier music because I feel like a lot of the, the vocal overlays with some of the like yelling in the back are kind of similar to hardcore music. It was it was like they wanted to play heavy music but not. Yeah. In my notes I wrote, for this for this particular song I wrote absolute perfection. <laughs> Pretty accurate honestly in my opinion. Ha- has that early 2000s emo vibe like where you just like my parents are pissed off at me, and I want to sit around and be sad, even though it's not a sad song to say, but it has that vibe to it. Yeah, it's definitely like a little like gloomy, um, but in a great way. Like it's in no way like a sad a sad song, but definitely a great great first song to hear. Um, so second song, we got uh, "Wild and Sweet." Um, super. Super big brand new vibes um, from this song. The whole album kind of has some undertones of like brand new and my epic. But uh, to me, this song was very, very loud and proud brand new, which I love one, because one, it's hard to do something like that. They're once again, band. going back to the early 2000s emo vibe. Like that, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like that. Mm. Wild and sweet, man. I. Let me, let me tell you, I wish I was good enough to use delay that well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the filter they on had on point. everything. Oh, it's wonderful. It um, was on point. The but, end, too, has like a big like pull us under kind of chant. It's it's like a bigger build compared to the first part of the song, but it always it almost has like, it's going to sound weird, like an anxious tendency to it to where you're just like, I, I was very like, very like anxious on what was going to happen next in a good way of like it's just very timid um and i think that kind of lends to the way it was recorded where it wasn't recorded to be like a huge rock album um huge fan well like in the in the beginning like it kind of gave me some modest mouse vibes yeah like you know just that like like I was like, oh shit, okay, I can, I can. This reminds me of some classic Modest Mouse that yeah. I used to grow up listening to. But then that that climax, like where the song kind of built up, mm-hmm. I was like, this is fucking Coheed and Cambria. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that in a good way because <laughs> if you can pull that off, those mother truckers <laughs> are some goddamn good. <laughs> <laughs> musicians <laughs> oh right, but, then, uh, but then the beat picks back up and then it gets more emotive towards the end like it's 
Also, Chris, how's a vocalist that good at guitar? Yeah. I've been playing for years and I suck. <laughs> <laughs> Track three. It's Oculus. Oculus. Um, I love just the... I love... The, the lead riff at the beginning of this one and the song before had a great lead riff that was very, like, memorable. Um, it wasn't just, like, a corded part. It was, like, a nice, well-thought-out part. Well, I, I thought I thought it was a uh, continuation of Wild and Sweet until, yeah. until I looked up and saw that it wasn't the same song, and I was like, oh, okay, different yeah. song. But they flow so well into each other that it was, it was seamless, and I also appreciate that. Yeah, and it was definitely a little bit more upbeat to what which I like because I definitely think with with this type of music, um, it's really easy to stay in the pocket and ride at the same tempo. Um, yeah. And the drums definitely helped, like yeah. like pick it up and um, like and towards the end especially, the drums brought it up even more to give it more of like like an alternative sound um which yeah towards the end it, here for like it. it built back up and then went back into that chorus and you're just like yes yeah i'm here for this i want it love it love it oh. all right track four is uh cliffs 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 the drum sample at the beginning or like the uh, the electronic pad sample it was it was a nice touch um didn't really expect it um, the first time I listened to this record, um, and even like when me and you were going back and listening to it, it still kind of caught me by surprise a little bit. Um, I really dug it. Not gonna lie, while listening to this song, no, not discrediting the song by any means. Trust me, I was a little distracted on my phone because people kept texting me. <laughs> so the only notes I have for this song is epic outro. <laughs> and it definitely and did. it is it an built. epic outro yeah it built there was um but i was too distracted texting my girlfriend <laughs> her dad my mom just <sighs> it... sorry basically what i'm saying is sorry northlander i didn't get to appreciate this song <laughs> the way i should have but it did end epic and that's what i heard yeah and <laughs> it was definitely one of the only songs where they had like clear screaming in it um yeah like and it was a very very like like post hardcore and then it went back into that big chorus that they created for this song and i you know courses are a dangerous thing at least to me because if you don't like it it's a thing that keeps happening in a song so you're like man i'm i'm over it and is, is that why we don't do courses <laughs> yes and <laughs> so far like all the all the courses they've made have been very nice touches to the song, so that's that's something I know is not often done and is not easy. Yeah. And uh, so track five is... I Come Alive. Very, very, like, atmospheric, like, airy guitar at the beginning. Um, it's, it's, it's a bunch of delay, reverb. Yeah. This, this song is, the like, the first one that made me go... Ah, okay. I can see the brand new influence here. Yeah, mm-hmm. And that it's definitely they've done a great job. Just, just not even halfway through the album, like creating a theme, um, mm-hmm. just for, like not, not starting the album out with like 
the atmospheric vibe that you're getting, but just kind of the way the way the parts translated and the way the drums were kind of backed backed at the end of the recording almost that they're not in the forefront. They just it's a a great great job mixing something like this because I feel like it it's on it hits on the ears different than a lot of stuff that's out now. Well, this song also had very driving bass and drums. Like, yeah. Like the, the guitar, you know, and the, the guitar, space in the drums. The guitar parts were like, you know, kind of pretty and melodic, but the bass and drums were just like, this is where yeah. we're going. I you better like live, follow us. And I'm like, oh shit. Live, that would be so oh, fun to play. Like, man, it's, I mean, I would, obviously. I wouldn't mosh to it, but I would definitely bang my head and probably <laughs> punch my neighbor. It, uh, it'd be, it's nice too, because this, there's a lot of patience between the drummer and the bass player, not overplaying. And just having that space because it it I I I'm a huge fan of stuff like this, uh, and I feel yeah, like you are. the <laughs> I am, and I feel like the the riff and the bridge was huge, man. Uh, my wife just said it's this whole record is juicy, so uh, she did she, say that. I heard her say she is also a huge fan. She's like, can I add in a word? <laughs> juicy. <laughs> And she wasn't wrong. Juicy. <laughs> Alright, uh, the next song is number six. Rolling Thunder. Oh, I I love every song on this record. Um, the, this song started, and I was just like, I mean, this it's just... Oh, I, I I love the, the vocal fronts at the end. Um, it kind of focuses a little bit more on the lyrics, and they're, it seems like they were a little bit more out on top of the mix than the other ones, which I, I like the nice pace change with that. Um, For me, it, it reminded me of some, uh, in air quotes, you can't see these, but guilty pleasure artists that I like to listen to that people would not expect me to listen to. It just had that kind of vibe at the beginning. Yeah. And I loved it. And this was the song too with the uh, the album title in it um, that uh, he was referring to in the, the uh, little the, interview. The forces of life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I like that. That's the second time we've caught that just without looking at the lyrics. So that that's kind of cool. That's that's always a cool like little nugget to hear. Just like oh, nice. It's just some uh, some either forethought or inspiration. It's a, it's a, it's a little Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> Just like a Pixar movie, you know. <laughs> Alright, uh track track seven. Oh, oh my fuck. Okay. Uh, Praying Yo. drunk. Yo. Mar- Marshall uh Marshall was a little emotional during this song. Oh. I, I think it definitely uh it definitely uh it 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 got him a little bit. Um I, a song that starts like that just it's not gonna be bad. No, it's not. And Chris Damn it! <laughs> Your lyrics, it's wonderful. You may, uh, I'm having trouble talking about it. Like you, woo! You hit the nail on the head with these lyrics. Definitely don't from skip my, this song. From, yeah, do, no. This honestly, I was gonna say "Heavy Fruit" was my favorite song. Nope. Praying nope. drunk. Nope, it's praying drunk. Why? Because I'm an alcoholic. I'm not saying you are. I don't. I don't know your, what you do, but I drink a lot. 
Also, it reminds me of something. Or maybe it's just my mind going, you're a piece of shit and you should feel bad while listening to this song. Which I did, but also still loved the song. Because it made you feel something. I mean, exactly. That's I feel that's like, how music should be. It should yeah. make you feel something. And this song made me feel. It made me felt. <laughs> I had felt it. Trust me. Mark Mark saw me get sad on the couch. Like I, I went quiet. Didn't I had to say che- anything. I had to check on him. He had, had to, to check, check on, on me, <laughs> and I was just like, just just let me be my vibes, bro. <laughs> just let me do my thing. It's oh, so funny. <laughs> In my notes, I wrote, I too am broken. I get it. Bro, I get it. Shit. (laughs) So, uh, track eight is Onyx Dust. Is that right? Onyx Dust. Onyx Dust. And it's it's almost like like an interlude. Um, It's got some uh, postal service vibes. Yeah. It's like that electronic, like... Like a nice little sample. Slightly upbeat, like... <laughs> yeah, I went there. I tried. A, I tried to mimic postal service. It was honestly like a nice, like, like chill check from praying drunk. Some would say it was a uh, sobering. <laughs> no, see now, now you're just trying to crack jokes at me. First off, it was actually a great follow up to praying drunk. Like the way the praying drunk ended, and the way this came in. It had the same vibe, which is why I was still quiet listening to it. <laughs> but it was more of an uplifting. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm shit. I'm sad. Oh, I, I need to make better choices. And this song comes on. You're like, oh, still shit. I'm sad. sad. <laughs> I need to make better choices. <laughs> but I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's what it's about. That's exactly. <laughs> it was fucking beautiful. Pardon my French. <laughs> Alright, uh, track nine is Air. Air. Love. The bass riff just sticks out at the beginning of this song. And it is nice. This is kind of where I started going what's happening with the album. In my, in my notes, I wrote... Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> it definitely started out like it's... But then I said, nope. They didn't bring up California. <laughs> so, good. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Wasn't really feeling it until it got more driving musically towards the end. Yeah. The end definitely picked up, which has kind of been a, a nice... Uh, a nice trend with this record so far, which I'm never going to be upset when that happens. Um, Honestly, are, are you ever upset? That's true. It it takes a lot. <laughs> it takes a lot. I feel like it takes like <laughs> about four times what it takes me to get pissed <laughs> off at something. You're just like, okay. I'm just like, no! <laughs> Fuck this! This is stupid! <laughs> But then every, everybody's different. Live your life, babies. <laughs> we love you regardless. So it doesn't matter. All right, so I guess we have to talk about track 10. Oh, um, fuck. It's, it's, no. It's cult leader. 
Um, I let... not to be confused with the awesome band Cult Leader. <laughs> also, not to talk shit about your band. You guys are awesome, but what was this <laughs> song? I let let me say oh, that go I, ahead. You, no, you, no. Go I ahead, respect. Go ahead. I I respect putting a song like this on the record because it's 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 so different and off the wall like it it to me it sounded like a 311 song um it sounded like is, they smoked some weed and were like hey this sounds good <laughs> but like i guess i guess live um it would still be like a little strange but it it might translate a little bit differently um like and it's it's more so just like caught us off guard um because that, that i knew why i, I knew it was coming and it hit and i'm yeah because you heard the album before i didn't this <laughs> but it was still weird up. to me like and it was, was still weird mm. um but 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 still check it out um or and don't. just and just let us know what what you think um and if it's weird i would love to hear what anyone else thought and just to kind of hear if, if did, it had the same effect. Did, did you shoot the sheriff? <laughs> that that was one of the questions I asked while listening to it. <laughs> also, I said, "What in the Jim Jones is this?" <laughs> oh, okay. Once again, no no offense. Love you guys. Everything up to, up until this song to me personally was fucking gold. And then this song came on, and I was like, uh... Okay. Uh, no, not it, no, it wasn't even okay. It was just, uh... Just, just hold out, uh, for about seven minutes straight. Not that that's how long the song is, but that's where my brain went. I, yeah. I, I couldn't process anything anymore after that. Still love you, though, because you guys are fucking awesome. All right, next song is track eleven, Saint, Saint Sorrow. Uh, very like spoopy vibes. Very L- love, very, love the vocals. Yeah, very like creepy. Um, uh, definitely like a little bit darker song. Um, I, I feel like it fits perfectly on the album. It's definitely not one that. Is going to like stick out as much as others, but I feel like it was still very present and in like in the same vein of the record. Um, definitely, definitely belonged. Um, but I definitely feel like it. It was a little similar to the rest of the album. It kind of blended. Um, there wasn't anything where I was like, "Oh my gosh!" But the whole time I was like. This doesn't have to end. Yeah. So, uh, track twelve. I don't. We're we're gonna pronounce this wrong. Uh, I'm sorry. Which, which we always do in this podcast. Solaris. Solaris. <laughs> One of those two. You pick the definition. <laughs> that wasn't even the right word. You pick the pronunciation <laughs> of which one you want to use. But that's the name of the song. Solaris. Solaris. Track twelve. Track 12. Fat drums at the beginning. First off, mm. Mm. this song reminded me of uh, some newer Thrice. Yeah. 
Like it, it, it was, it was too short. It was <sighs> slow but driving. Yeah. Like you're just like, yes, I get it. I'm mm-hmm. feeling it. I want it. Yes. Also agreed. Too short. Mm. Left me wanting more. It really did. the The vocal pattern that they went to at like the pre-chorus and the chorus, it was to me. It was very creative. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed it because. The first time of the pre-chorus, they followed with the guitar, and then the guitar changed, but he kept following like the guitar was there, and that, mm, oh, so good. But with the leaving me wanting for more, still lends to the whole lot of spute, such small hands. Oh, which the we, Which we have mentioned before. Yeah. Great fucking song, just like this one. But in so quickly, you want more, mm-hmm. and I want more. And based off what you said in your interview questions that you answered, y'all are working on some stuff. So I'm ready. So we are ready for more. <laughs> and Mark wants it on vinyl. Yes. <laughs> Face down vinyl. Put it out, vinyl. <laughs> vinyl, vinyl, vinyl. Hashtag vinyl. Hashtag goddammit. <laughs> no, don't don't hashtag that one. I'm sorry. That was that was just me talking. Alright, track thirteen. Little Bell <laughs> To me, this To me, little uh, sad. Little... <laughs> Bro, I like I thought I got sad. I, I, th- I thought I got sad after the other oh. song, and this one came on. And I was like, "Damn it! They just brought me back to where I was that I tried so hard to get away from." Oh. And no, now here we are. I got a tear in my eye, a tear in my beer, and I got to drink some whiskey about it. I I feel like the lyrics and like the delivery. And the subject matter of the lyrics was very like "Me Without You," like Ooh. like some of their newer stuff. Um, First off, I love all "Me Without You." Same. Anyone that hates on them for changing their sound, they can all eat a D I C. <laughs> hey. <Yeah. laughs> um, I felt like the like the lyrics and it was almost like. You know how Me Without You will do, like, in the middle of the album, they'll have, like, a minute and a half, two minute long song. That's a song, but only barely. It's almost like a, it's not an interlude and it's not an outro, but it's just, like, an in-between song. It's it's like the start of a song, and then you're like, wait, what happened? And then the song starts next, and you're like, oh. Oh, oh, that's it. That, that's it. It's an intro to a song that's its own track. Yeah, but it's got full lyrics and structure. Yeah. It's got, like... 14 paragraphs of lyrics. It's wonderful. It's like that, it's like the, the and a big vocabulary. It's like it's like that uh that one album they put out where they like he was talking about the spider and he kept changing the color of the spider. Oh yeah, yellow spider. Yeah. That. Yellow spider. It's that. Yellow that wasn't yeah, a full yeah. song, but it led into the next thing and the next thing you know he's like brown spider. And you're like, "Oh shit, the the spider changed. He grew up a little bit." All right. Life is about growing. Love y'all. <laughs> the time has come. <laughs> it's, it's the last song. Oh. Track 14. The sun came dancing on the rain. I 
like this song. I don't like when bands say the song title in the first little bit of the song. I'm sorry. Um, well, I'm going to start doing I, that in I, I all had, of our songs. I had to say that. Just to piss you off. That being said, the samples are back. And I am here for it. Because I loved Onyx Dust, the last song with samples, that was more like electronic-ish. This song is kind of back into it. And I was a fan. This song definitely has some electronic vibes. It vibes hard. And by that I mean listen to it. Because vibe hard is a good thing. <laughs> and At least so I'm told. I'm 35. I don't know anymore. <laughs> but it's it's got it's got a trip hop vibe to me. Yeah. Which is a genre of music I listen to that people don't know about. It's good shit, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. And Chris had said that they were doing, like, he had another album of, like, upbeat video game music. So, like, makes you hearing want, this makes you, stuff. Makes you wonder if this is going to be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hearing this stuff, I'm like, okay, like, I, I was already intrigued when you said that. But a, a song like this, like, I, if that is the kind of stuff that he's doing, like, I, yes, I would like that, please. Well, maybe, maybe not in this, like, this kind of kind of down yeah like this is definitely a song i'd listen to during a depressive episode i was having (laughs) i don't mean that in a bad way marshall's okay i'm sorry i I have issues okay goddamn everyone has issues if you're depressed i'm sorry and i love you if you're anxious i'm sorry and i love you i feel you if you're just sad in general i'm sorry and i love you but this song might not be Even the song that, you need to listen no, to. No, <laughs> no. When you're feeling that way, you want to hear these kind of songs. And this song is one that you should listen to because it will make you feel better while you're in that state. It made me feel better because I was already sad about the other song. <laughs> and then this one popped on and I was like, oh. And I was like, it's going to be I okay. Get it. Yeah, it's, it's like that uplifting depression song, you know? like <laughs> That's a special thing. Yeah. It also, about this song, it reminded me of something that you might hear on the uh, that TV show, The Vikings. Oh, yeah, on AMC. It, it, it reminded me of a song that you might hear on that. Yeah, there was like a low like just, low it, vocal undertone. Yeah, that, that chant, like... But, yeah, it was beautiful. I loved it. Made my beard hard. <laughs> Well, that, man, I, all right, this is going to be the last time I say this. No, it won't. He'll say it again. <laughs> I, I love this record. Um, you're going to say that a lot, man. <laughs> this is not the last time you're going to say that. No, on this episode. Oh, I. well, yeah. I'm on so, this episode, This is, he loves it. <laughs> when So we have like 200 plus records to go through, and so we're just hitting like the randomizer and this popped up, and I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. I'm pretty sure he Ugh. had to change his shorts after this I really did. Up. I, I was, uh, it's it's a great record. Make sure you check it out. Definitely check it out. Mm. But, up next, recommended artist. Thanks to YouTube. 
So the first one was My Epic, Black Light, uh, their music video, which I could see, like, My Epic and Northlander share a lot. So I could definitely see why that would pop up in the recommended artists. See, that's, that's another band I don't really have much experience with, so oh, I, I can't... The Broken uh, Voices EP. Oh, man. What, are, are they on FaceTime? Yeah. Oh, well, then I will get to them, and <laughs> I'll figure that out later. <laughs> will I talk more shit about for today? Probably. <laughs> the second recommended artist was American Arson, also on FaceDown, their song Unbreakable. That's a good song. According to you, it's their only good song. <laughs> it is. But also the only song I've heard by them, so I can't Fully deny say. or approve <laughs> what you're saying. Number three, Tesseract. Random. Of Matter. Live at Sphere Studios. Such a random little... Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> not as random as number four, com- which was Chill Switch Engage, the era. Uh, hold on, wait, no, hold on, hold on, the hold end on, of hold heartache. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going back just a little bit. What you heard was correct. Chill Switch Engage, <laughs> the end of heartache cover cover album. album. So someone has gone and made a piano orchestral rendition of an entire Kill Switch album. Chill Switch Engage. (laughs) Also, listen to it if you like piano. That shit's fucking dope. (laughs) And I was thoroughly surprised. But also, what the F. (laughs) I love it. I love the recommended. You never know what's going to pop up. That's That's the best part of it. So next, uh, we're doing the Band of the Week. Oh, shit. Who, right. went, who went last week first? That was you, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think I did. Shit, I Take gotta it. go first? <laughs> you are not gonna expect this. <laughs> band of the Week for me. Not a band. A singer-songwriter. Louis Capaldi. Okay. Okay. Scottish... Male Adele, basically. <laughs> like, ah. like, sings those sad songs like that you would listen to when you're, it's like, five in the morning, you're drunk, you're standing outside smoking a cigarette, and you're like, I'm feeling some shit. <laughs> and you start listening to his songs, and you're like, this is what I'm feeling, I get it! Ding, 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 ding! Bro. Nice. Bro. So good. Yeah, Louis Capaldi. <laughs> Trust me, if you want if you want to get in your feels when you're by yourself, guess what? Louis Capaldi's there. Louis Capaldi is there. <laughs> so mine was it was actually I think I think it's an EP, um, the band Vitalism. I hope I'm saying that right. Again, Vitalism. The oh. album is Sy. Um, it's a great like like. Tech Death instrumental album. They have like some space parts and breakdowns with saxophone. Uh, so that it's a vibe. It, it took me by surprise, but 
With, with saxophone? Saxophone. So yeah, Vitalism. The song mm. uh, the song that I was playing a lot was called... Uh, the pronunciation. Man, I never really... Just, just you're mis- totally just right. Just mispronounce it's it, man. It's Yami Obi? I don't know. Yeah. We're from Alabama. Okay, <laughs> just, just say it the way you would say it. So, Vitalism, Yami Obi. Check it out. Mm. <laughs> and if you got a problem with the pronunciation... <laughs> Guess what? You can hit us up <laughs> on our social medias, all of which can be found at at Save Yourself Pod, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram. That's all I know. Fucking Gmail. <laughs> Email uh, us. Facebook. I'm still waiting on hate mail, so like send send something. To save yourself pod at gmail.com. Let me hear your hate because I'm still gonna love you. I'm gonna answer your question or I'm gonna respond to your hate, but I'm still gonna love you. You know why? Because that's what a true Christian does. <laughs> what and I'm not even Christian. <laughs> He's better than a lot of them. I am. <laughs> No, I can't say that. I'm sorry. That was wrong. I, I'm not. I'm just a good person. He is a good person. If you're a good person, I love you. If you're shit, guess what? Fuck you. <laughs> Hashtag explicit content. And now, snap for Wade. And next week. Next week. According to the randomizer. Drum roll, please. Survey says... Hands. Oh, shit. Give me rest. I'm about to throw my hat, my phone, my jacket, my pants, my shoes. Oh. All out the window. Let's go. I'm stoked. Well, also, that wraps it up for episode Epi- three. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Thanks for listening. Please continue to. And if you don't, whatever. Also, make sure you floss. Don't catch corona.